lot of cachet involved with celebrity, but today we have someone we're going to be talking to who has a story you may have heard, but you don't know her name. She's not well known. She's not famous. But she has a story I believe you need to hear. A story that for her is very personal, and I happen to think, having researched some of the background on this, that it's actually historical. It might even have relevance for you. So I want to ask you to join me right now in welcoming our special guest from the Canaanite community. Thank you for coming. Yeah. And welcome to the show. Please have a seat. I know that this is uh, not easy for you to do because you're talking about something that's very personal, that was very difficult as you went through it, but I am deeply grateful that you have agreed to be on the show today. Yeah, well, I'm here. All right. Well, let's first of all get into a little bit of background here because I'm not sure everyone here knows and understands some of the, uh, the, uh, the, the ethnic uh, um, conflict and, uh, and even hostility that occurred in that time in that place. So you're a Canaanite. Yeah, I'm a Canaanite. Um, I'm not a Jew, if that's what you mean. Like, I'm not cool, you know. I don't get invited to parties. So you're a Canaanite. You live just to the northwest, I believe, of the land of Israel. And uh, there was a lot of tension, I guess, between the Canaanite community and uh, those who would call themselves Jews. Was that your experience? Yeah, no one liked us. I mean, they called us names, you know. I know what you guys called me. But you understand where that comes from. There's a deep history here. Right. The Israelites and the Canaanites were enemies forever. Yeah, I know. All right. And so Jesus of Nazareth, this itinerant rabbi, shows up in your territory, I suppose, for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, I heard he was in town. Why would he be there? Do you have any idea? No idea, no clue. No. Because he stayed in Israel, and of course, because he was a rabbi, his teaching would be for the Jews. And this particular rabbi, so they say, actually made claims to be the Messiah, but the Messiah for the Jews. That wouldn't... I don't understand why he was out of bounds, why he was outside his territory. Do you have any idea why he would be in your area? I don't... I don't get it either, to be honest. But, uh, you know, I heard about him. Heard he did some good things. You okay, know. so you did hear he was in the area. Yeah. And why would that be of interest to you, being a Canaanite? <laughs> because of my daughter. Your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is the hard part to talk about. Tell, tell us about your daughter. What was her situation? What was her condition? My daughter was beautiful. She played, she laughed, she liked to go to school, she, you know, dressed like these guys. She was, she was awesome. And, and I guess I didn't do a good job raising her. And What happened? I was at work, and I came home from work too late, and I just wasn't there for her, and she changed. You know? She, she transformed. Um, to say that evil tempted her would be an understatement. She, she had evil inside of her. She, she even cut herself. Wow. And you couldn't do anything about it. That's helpless. You, you couldn't reach her. You loved her and you couldn't reach her. 
And so you hear about this rabbi coming into town. Yeah, I heard of him, and I heard that he, he did great things. He did miracles, and, and you know, I, I heard how he treated women, and um, I, just, I just, I don't know anything, but I knew that I needed to, to go to him. So there was just a glimmer of hope somewhere inside you. I guess. Now, had you gone, I mean, you've got, you've got people. You've got people who can help you in your own community. Yeah, yeah we have our don't gods you? that we're supposed to be worshiping, but they don't really do anything. You know, you just go and say stuff to them. So you had tried that and nothing Nothing. Nothing, nothing came of that. Nothing. So you decided to go to him. I had to. I had no other choice. I was desperate. But you understand, you're a Canaanite. He's a Jew. Yeah, I get that. I get it. I'm a dog. I get you're, it. You're, you're a woman, and rabbis didn't talk to women. Their teaching wasn't for the women. Yeah, but I'm a human, too. But you do understand that from anybody else's point of view, you're a complete failure. You failed with the one responsibility you have. And by the way, where's her dad? It's a good question. So you decided to, to take a chance to, to, to break all the rules, all the protocols, all the etiquette, and to go after him. I had no other choice. I was desperate. Was he by himself? No. He had his minions there. His who? His minions. Oh, his disciples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His Whatever. followers. Right. All right. And... and when they saw you coming, and, and how did you make yourself known, by the way? Well, I, I followed him, you know, and, and I tried to, tried to go after him, and I tried to speak to him. You didn't try to blend in, I hope. No. I was trying to get to him. And all they did was they tried to push me away. They told him to, to, to ignore me. But you were hard to ignore, I have the feeling. I had nothing to lose. You weren't going to be deterred. You were going to no. keep going. They had to drag me away to keep me from him because I just, I just, I just knew he was going to be able to help me. How did you know this? I don't know. You were that desperate. Did you bring your daughter with you? No. She was at home. I didn't even bring her. What did you hope to find here? I don't know, but I just knew that he was going to be able to do something for, for my daughter and for me. All right, so what happened? You approached him. You said something. I cried out to him. You cried out. I said, Lord, son of, son of David, have mercy on How me. How did you know that, son of David? That's well, a I whole different vocabulary. Yeah, I know. You Canaanites guys, don't speak like you that. You guys don't like us. I know that. I get it. I, I know what you guys call us, but I just, I, I had to get his attention. And the disciples were still... <laughs> Awful. And so when you cried out to him, what did he do? He said something about it being wrong to... To give bread, take bread from the kids and give it to the dogs? Call me a dog. Okay, what does that mean? Did you know what that meant? Wasn't anything good. Okay, I've done some research. So the children sitting at the table, those are the Jews. You're not at the table. You're not invited to the table. Right. Underneath the table are the little, the little dogs, the pets running around. And uh, maybe if they're lucky, they get a crumb. Is that, is that how this works? Is I that what you were hoping for? And, you know, I actually said to him, I said, even the dogs are willing to eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Wow. So you understood that you were asking something way beyond what was acceptable. You understood that. I understood. You were breaking all the rules, and yet you kept pleading. I was desperate. He kept walking away, and you kept pleading. Yeah. And finally, he turned to you. 
didn't sound like it was very encouraging what he said. No. He said to me, woman, you have great faith. Wow. You have great faith. Mm. How did that feel? It felt amazing. It felt like in that moment, he recognized me. He saw me. You think he was testing you? I don't know. Because he didn't respond at first, and then all of a sudden this amazing affirmation comes. He, he must you have. have great faith. Where did that faith come from? From just this feeling inside knowing that he was the one. Now, you didn't bring your daughter with you, so what you want can't happen. She's not here. No, I realize that. But, but after he said that to me, he said that he healed her instantaneously. So what did you do? I ran home. I ran home. What were you expecting when you ran home? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I just had this feeling, and I ran home, and, and she was there, and it was, it was like she was my daughter again. She really? saw me, and I hugged her, and she actually hugged me back. Because you've hugged her a lot of times, and she <laughs> pulled never. away. She actually hugged you back? How did that feel? Felt good. What would you call this? A miracle. Can you explain this? No, I can't explain it, but it's just, it's just him. Is it him? It has to be. There's no other explanation. So what do you think of him? He's... He is the Messiah. He's my Savior. He's the Messiah. Now, wait a minute. That's a, that's a language the Jews... You, you're a Canaanite. I know. Well, I have to keep reminding you of that. You're on the outside looking in. you got to scrap. You want more than that? He, he gave me more than that. He gave me so much more than that. It didn't matter to him who I was. Wow. All right. All right. So, let's go back to his disciples for a minute. You know, I don't know who's sitting out here in the audience today. I assume most of you have heard of Jesus of Nazareth. We might even have a few followers. Anybody, anybody a follower of Jesus of Nazareth? Anybody a follower? All right. The gentleman in the gray sweater right back here. Would you, would you stand up for a minute? Yes, you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. A follower. He claims to be a follower of Christ. He's like one of the disciples and I want you to imagine that he represents all the disciples right now. What do you want to say to him? What do you want to tell him? You want me to talk to him right yes, now? Yes, I want you to talk directly to him. And sir, I want you to listen to this. Well, what do you want to say to him? I want to say, stop being a jerk. <laughs> you know? Just because you knew, you knew Jesus first doesn't mean you have, you have more of him. You know, when you, when you see people like me that aren't as fancy as you, you know, don't ignore me. That's terrible. And pushing me away is even worse. Stop being a hypocrite. Stop being a jerk. What part of that didn't you get, sir? <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for being such a good sport. That better not go right over your head. You better take that to heart. Because I think you're talking to all of his disciples right now. Based on your experience, you don't have a good impression. It was awful. They're not doing anything to help the cause, are they? You almost didn't get to them because of the way they discouraged you. 
And then you got to him, and his first response wasn't real encouraging, but you were not going to turn away. Right. You weren't going to stop. What would you say to someone who, like you, was in such a desperate state? What should they do? It's just go to him. Okay, that, that's easy. Well, it's not easy for you to say. That's why, that's why it's important to listen to you. But so many people don't have a background. They don't even have a religious background. They don't even necessarily know for sure God is there. What do you say to them? Just have faith. It's that feeling. It's that feeling that he's going to take care of you and that he loves you regardless what you look like, what, you're, what other people call you. He's going to be there for you. And no. Now, I know that there was a healing, allegedly, that took place. Well, you know for sure that it happened. Right. But you just said he loved you. Where did you get, where did you get that? Where did that come from? He does. How, how else? Why else would he have shown mercy on my daughter and, and me? He, he changed my life. He, he healed her. He changed your life. Right. A Canaanite woman, her life has been changed by the Jewish Messiah. Is that what you're telling us? Yes. Changed, changed because you got a miracle or changed like forever? Your life is still changing? Changed because he didn't care who I was and where I came from. And he was there. He was the only one there. So let's come back to that, that question. Who is he? I mean, who is he? Who is this man? Is he the Jewish Messiah? He is. But is, is he more he's, than that? He's everyone's Messiah. Everyone. Yeah. You say that with confidence. Yeah. He was even my Messiah. Even your Messiah. And you're saying if he could reach you. He can reach anyone. As obnoxious as you are. Yeah, I get it. I get it. He can reach everyone. And the key is not giving up. Don't ever give up. Until you get the answer you need. Right. All right. I I appreciate so much you being willing to talk about something so personal in such a public way. That's extremely helpful to us. So would you join me, please, in thanking our special guest. Wow. I, I don't know what you're going to do with that. I don't know if you find her a credible witness. I don't know if you find her believable. I can't think of any reason why she would lie about such an experience which comes out of such failure in her own life. But something obviously has changed rather dramatically. You know, here we are at this time we call Christmas in our society. And I'm just wondering what her story has to do with that for all of us. I don't know. I'm just a talk show host. I don't actually take positions about anything. But I'm kind of curious as I listen. I become more curious the longer she talks because something has happened to her. And obviously, in the heart of this restless woman, there's been a real change. If this message from her somehow connects with the coming of Christ at Christmas, If that means that this offer is for all of us, I mean, it's such an unlikely story. It's such an improbable person 
that she could actually cross those lines, make connection with him. And for a moment, i got to tell you, as I'm listening to this story, the man she's talking to, this Jesus of Nazareth, sounds distinctly unchristlike. As if there's some kind of a, a setup here where he reproduces the prejudice of his own people, and then somehow, amazingly, there's a complete turnaround at the end. And like that was the whole point of the story. That's kind of what I get from this. I don't know what you get. I guess it's what you choose to take from this, including especially the young man in the gray shirt over here that spent his whole life keeping people away from the truth they desperately need. Again, thanks for being a good sport. We know that wasn't about you personally. It was really about all of us. But cut it out. Thank you for being with us. I hope you'll join us the next time we um, are able to host this event um, and this program, Epic Interviews. Thank you very much. Appreciate your attendance this morning.